Hey, thanks for joining us here on The House Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by this message. If you want to learn more about The House, check out our website at welcometothehouse.com or download The House app. All right. We are so honored uh, to have the chance to share with you this morning. And, um, you know, it is my birthday, so thank you for that uh, painful uh, song. Of course, I sit here and, and listen to it. Um, but no, we're so honored. Stephen and Katie did ask us to share this morning. Uh, as Devin said, we lead the framework team. And we just want to share some of the highlights from the class and, and really what we believe in and what we're doing here at the house. Um, so if you want to jump in and introduce ourselves. Yes, so I'm Hannah. This is my husband, Jeff. And uh, we have been going to the house for about three years now. And so just after it started, we um, joined and we're really looking for community. But Jeff grew up in Conway, Arkansas, and I'm from the Dallas area. And so we actually both met at the U of A. So we both moved to Fayetteville to go to school there, met, dated all through college, um, and got married. And it was really great in college. All of our friends lived here. And then we got married, and everyone moved away. Um, Literally, like, every friend we had was gone. Um, and so it was just the two of us, which was fine for a few months. Yeah, exactly. You know, we had <laughs> a few months, and, you know, we're, we're all about each other. And then we started to realize, oh, we need other people in our lives. We, we need, need friends. And so um, that's when we found the house and um, started going there. We came in November, and actually life groups were on that break. And so um, we waited until January, joined a group. And just met um, so many people that really are truly our best friends today. And we do joke and talk a lot about, would we ever move back to Texas? Would we ever move here? Um, But we, it always comes back down to these are our people. And how could we ever move and leave our house family behind? And so we have um, just over and over been blessed by the house and by um, just everyone that we've met here and we really are proud to call this our home church and um, we're passionate about building for the kingdom and sharing vision which is fitting um, to kind of be over framework because that is what it's about is the vision of the house and um, we really like it. So you've heard us talk about framework obviously uh, we'll, we'll get into more details but ultimately uh, framework sets up for the fact that every church has a mantle, uh, and the mantle here at the house is transformation. And, and really, you know, everyone here, whether you realize it or not, you're building something. Uh, you know, the time that you spend, uh, the, the way you spend your energy, uh, whether good or bad, you're building something. And, and we know that the Lord wants everyone to build something for the kingdom uh, and build something here uh, at the house uh, because at the house, it's life-giving. So, so you've heard us start to say, uh, here at the house, it's a place where lives are built. Uh, that said, it, it's only the case if you involve yourself with what we're doing here at the house. And so that's some of what we want to get into, uh, and we're excited to share. You know, the, the key to transformation uh, is what we cover uh, in part of Framework, and it is love and truth. Uh, so, so you've heard that, right? Love uh, covers a multitude of sins, but truth sets us free. And it's really the combination of the two uh, that is powerful. If you have too much of one without the other, uh, you know, it, it can cripple people if you only uh, share truth. But 
if you uh, only share love, then no one grows and we all stay uh, immature in our faith. And so it really takes the two. Um, so yeah, today we want to share highlights from Framework. And if you've been through Framework, thank you. Uh, we're, we're glad that you've completed it. Uh, but we hope that today is a refresher of what we're all about, uh, that it would be just encouragement and renewed vision for us as we start the new year. Uh, and if you've not completed Framework, whether you've, you've started it and haven't finished or you've not had a chance to start, we just hope that you are challenged to uh, join us in January as we kick it off and, and that you would complete and understand at the end of the day uh, why we do Framework and what we're all about. So at the end of the service, uh, you know, Devin alluded to it, and, and we'll share more detail, but uh, we will have a chance for you to connect with some of our team leads, uh, and, and we hope that that's a chance for you uh, to understand what are some ways you could be involved with what we're doing, and, and we hope that you talk to, to one or two teams uh, to understand how you could jump in. So we're going to start off with uh, the, our, the house purpose statement, and so the house exists to see people meet the Father, accept forgiveness, live free, and fuel their purpose. And so um, a part of that is our vision, and we do five things. We gather for weekend services. We serve those in need. That's through our Easter outreach and through different things throughout the year. We connect in life groups. We grow through leadership development, and we invest in the next generation, which you'll hear us talk a lot about, uh, be the one, and um, the summer internships and the mission trips and those things. Um, are focused on that investing in the next generation. Yeah, and, and you know everything we do is baked into these five things as a summary, right? But but be the one you 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 know that uh, that is we are so passionate about the next generation. We do so much for our kids because we want the kids to enjoy church. We want folks to be excited to come here, uh, and, and so we spend a lot of time thinking about how do we not just have them come and attend and, and have fun, but also be developed and be grown as leaders because they are the next generation, right? They will be the next uh, community leaders, church leaders, et cetera. And so, uh, you know, it's a key to what we're doing here. And we see from scripture that God has a process of transformation. So if we're looking at Psalm 92, 13 through 15, it says, those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing. Um, and so that is just like the process of transformation. And then we have um, Colossians 1, 28 through 29, which is we proclaim him, admonishing every man and teaching every man with all wisdom so that we may present every man complete in Christ. For this purpose, also I labor, striving according to his purpose, which mightily works within me. And so um, we... In framework, we break down that verse, and so phase one really looks at each part of that. But briefly going through that, uh, we proclaim him. That's talking about evangelism. So here at the house, we want to see people saved. Um, Sunday mornings throughout the week, as you guys are meeting people and sharing the gospel, um, we want that. And then admonishing every man, that is pastoral care. And so this is the, um, not necessarily just Stephen, but everyone as we go about, um, that's the no love challenge that we often talk about here at the house. Um, yeah, and, and I'll break it. That idea, right, is a big part of our life groups in that, you know, if you're involved in a life group, the, the life group leader will know you. Uh, and, and, you know, once they know you, then they can begin to love you well and know how to love you well. What are your love languages? 
Um, and then taking that a step further, once that's been established, going back to the love and truth, then they can challenge you with the truth so that you can grow. And it's that process uh, that really advances you in your, your spiritual transformation. Uh, but again, requires, you know, back to our third point that we do, uh, we connect in life groups, and, and that is a, a key to, to doing this. Um, and then teaching every man, that's through discipleship, and that connects back through, um, that we grow through leadership development. So there will be different things that we do for that. Um, and then the last one is present every man complete in Christ, and that's ministry. And we do believe at the house that everyone is called to ministry. It's not just Stephen. It's not just uh, the people on staff, but that each one of us um, are called to that and should be living that throughout the week. So at the house, we, we recognize the need for formal membership. Uh, and so I'm not sure, you know, what maybe your reaction is when you hear membership. But we want to break that down, you know, as a member, if you, uh, well, the difference in membership in attenders is the uh, commitment. So if you're committed and you become a member, uh, you know, that makes a big difference in how you see yourself here at the house. Uh, and it, it kind of combats this idea of the consumer mentality uh, that is so common in our, our culture today. Um, but, you know, the difference in being a consumer and a contributor, you can think of uh, any of our parents out here that have kids. Uh, you know, your kid, they do a great job of tearing through the refrigerator. I know I sure did when I was a kid. Uh, and, and they are not contributing to what is in the fridge. Uh, they're just consuming. And, you know, many times our kids don't think about how does stuff get back into the refrigerator. It's just this endless supply of greatness. Um, <laughs> But, you know, you parents, you know that, uh, you know, that doesn't just get there. You are working hard and, and paying the bills, buying the groceries. Uh, you are a contributor. Uh, the same can be said for, for our church family, right? All of this doesn't just happen for nothing. Uh, there are a lot of folks that are contributing, and they're excited about what we're doing here. Um, and, you know, being a member is a big part of that. And so we have... We ask you to commit for four reasons. So there's the first one, which is a biblical reason. In Ephesians 5.25, it says, Christ loved the church and he gave his life for it. Then there's a cultural reason. So this is the idea of commitment, which is hard, I think. I know it is for us, and I don't think we're alone, but we often get um, a lot of RSVPs in the mails, whether it be for weddings or baby showers, um, and we're really bad at RSVPing for them just because you never know it like is there going to be something else on that day are we going to have to go out of town like what's going to come up but um they need to know they're planning for food they're planning for seats how many people are going to be there and so it's important but our culture has gone away from this idea of commitment but just knowing that um commitment builds character and so we want you to commit to a church whether it's Hopefully it's this one, but in you know we want you to be committed and going um, for that reason. Yeah. And then there's also a practical reason. Um, there's every team has to have a roster. Every school has an enrollment. Um, you just need to know who is going to be there and who you can count on, and um, that's a part of it as well. Why we ask you to do it. And so membership identifies who is in our house family. Who can we call? Who can we um, ask for for help? Um, but in order to be that person that we call and ask for, you, um, 
there's that membership side of it. And then the last one is our a personal reason. It's accountability. Um, as Christians, we need to be held accountable for our spiritual growth and our spiritual journey. Um, but we can't be held accountable when we're not committed to a specific church. And when we're um, hopping back and forth all over, it's hard. Um, you don't get people that know you. And so it's hard to be held accountable. So that's another reason for that. So, so continue on the idea of membership. Th this is a big part of uh, framework. We give everyone the opportunity to uh, sign and commit to our membership covenant. And so we did want to go over what that entails and, and give you a chance, you know, if you have completed framework or, or phase one specifically, but maybe didn't uh, feel ready or, or you know, we, we never want to pressure anyone into committing, um, we're going to give you a chance to do that in, in the lobby after service. We'll have the forums. Feel free to come and talk to us more about kind of what we believe here. But uh, the covenant, one of the things we ask you to agree to is I will protect the unity of my church. You know, a big part of this is we don't want to be divisive. So many churches in the past have, have split over uh, petty reasons, and, and we want to make sure that we are unified in what matters and what we do believe. Uh, you know, refusing to gossip. Uh, accepting the leadership of folks in the church and, and submitting to them and, and their vision uh, is a big part of this. Uh, in Romans 14, 19 says, so let us concentrate on the things which make for harmony and on the growth of our fellowship together. Uh, the second thing is I will share in the responsibility of my church. Uh, so this can come in a number of ways. Uh, you know, one is uh, just seeing the need of our church. Right. If you see one of the Lifesaver Mint wrappers on the floor, there's trash cans everywhere. Bend over, pick it up. Uh, somebody's got to do it. And if you're part of the, the ch uh, church family, you can do that. Right. Um, it, it also includes inviting those that are unchurched to come be a part of what we're doing. Uh, and as Luke 14, 23 says, go out into the country and urge anyone you find to come in uh, so that my house will be full. And so it is, you know, biblical that we are inviting folks to our church and if you feel responsible for the church here then you're doing that um, and it's unique that our church is called the house because you think of it as your own home and when you're you're um at your house well if you see something on the ground you're picking it up you're cleaning it but also you're inviting people to your house you're creating a welcoming environment for them so just like you would at home we do so here we're inviting people and I know our team does a really good job of making it feel welcomed and making um, people feel loved and want to be here. Definitely. And the third point is that I will serve in the ministry of my church. Uh, and one part of you that you do this is understanding what are my own gifts and talents. Uh, we give you a chance in, in the third class of framework uh, to understand and take some assessments to understand what those are. Uh, because we believe everyone is gifted in some way. Uh, and that you have unique giftings to serve and what we're doing. And so understanding that and finding how you can plug in is going to be a part of this. Uh, Philippians 2, 3, and 4, summarized through 7, says each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Jesus Christ, who took on the very nature of a servant. Um, again, servanthood is, is huge in, in developing that servant heart. And finally, I will support the testimony of my church. Um, and, you know, living a godly life, being someone that you can uh, count on and, um, you know, giving regularly, all the things that we do uh, as part of this church is, is how you can become a part of it.
And so Hebrews 10, 25 says, let us not give up the habit of meeting together, but let us encourage one another. So going back to the transformation mindset, we want there to be transformation, spiritual transformation, and uh, we really want you just to be developing maturity, um, spiritual maturity, and we want to see you thriving here. And so um, part of frame framework is hoping to equip you with those different things and figure out how you can thrive here at the house. And so um, looking at transformation, um, it's just becoming more like Jesus. And so that is our goal for you here is that um, each day, each morning, uh, each hour that you would be coming more and more like Christ. And yeah, I really like, so So thank you to the worship team for singing that song. Uh, the, the line that says, it's so much better your way always speaks to me because it is so true. And, and yet so often we go back to our own ways and our own nature um, and often find ourselves upset. But then again, it's so much better the Lord's way. The Lord's way works. Uh, he knows how, how to do life, right? And he teaches us that. And if we'll just follow it, uh, it is so much better, and a lot of that is understanding, hey, what is the Lord's way, uh, which is the way that Jesus demonstrated for us. And so when we look at spiritual transformation, we have to realize a few things about it. Um, the first being that it's not automatic. It is a process, and it takes discipline. And so kind of paralleling this to like a harvest season, and knowing that when you plant something, um, it's not immediately the next day going to be there. And so realizing that it takes time and in that time and that process, that's when we're at the Lord is really developing our character as we're going about. And um, it takes discipline. So that's um, choosing to read the Bible, choosing to be in prayer, and then also choosing. Sometimes you might choose not to go somewhere because you know it's not going to make you more like Christ. And so just having that awareness that um, – it doesn't always just happen in a snap, but that it's a process. And so we will, though, throughout it, see that fruit coming um, coming in. And the key to thriving here is that we want to keep growing in order to produce that spiritual maturity. Um, we want to be more like Jesus, and we wanna be, we're going to be made more whole each day and each step throughout it. Yeah, and breaking down the discipline. I mean, you know, we all know uh, or have heard, you know, you should read the Bible and you should pray. Uh, and it's kind of almost cliche because you hear it so often, but it's just it's so key and core to what we do that you need to spend the time in God's word and you need to spend time with God. Uh, and it does require discipline. You know, even if you recognize the need, uh, it, it takes maybe finding a time that, hey, this is going to be my time with the Lord. And, and here's how I'm going to connect with him. Uh, but planning it ahead, it, it, you know, you won't regret that you did it. Uh, there's some things that you just don't regret that you did. Uh, you know, whether it's brushing your teeth, if anybody actually flosses. Um, but uh, <laughs> anyways, don't tell my dentist. Um, but, you know, you never regret the time that you spend in the word. And so, you know, as we start the new year, uh, I, I would just kind of get this is this is extra. Just give you a little challenge that we should all commit some time to that. Um, and, and so ultimately, we do want to see every person thrive. Uh, in their spiritual development and produce significant influence in what we're doing. Uh, and the way that we do that is through serving. Um, so getting in, into why do we serve? Um, actually, do you want to cover it? 
So uh, why do we serve? We serve because we love God and because he set the example for us. And so it talks all throughout how um, the thing that sets Jesus apart is that he was serving and people were asking him, you know, like, why are you doing um, these different things and why are you with those people? But he had truly a servant's heart. And so it says in Mark 10, 45, for even the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Um, And so we serve simply because it changes us. It's no longer about us, but it's about other people. Yeah, and and a big part of this is the distinction between volunteering and serving. And so we wanted to actually put up the definitions of these. So if you volunteer, it is one who enters into or offers for any service of his own free will. Uh, So this is a good thing, right? You you are of your own free will volunteering your time uh, for for something. Uh, But the key here is it's kind of if you choose – uh, and and when it's maybe convenient for you. Um, you can come when you want, leave when you want. Really casual. Yeah, and, and, and you know, this is still a good thing, and there are seasons for this even in the church, but we want to show the distinction with what uh, serving is. So s- to serve is to work for, to labor on behalf of, or to z- exert oneself continuously uh, for the benefit of. And the key word here is is continuously. So you have committed that this is what I'm doing and continuously I am serving for a greater purpose. It is not just to make me feel good at the end of the day that I went and gave of my time, but I am actually working for something greater of than myself um, and, and serving in a way that is, is humbling of myself uh, for something else. And, you know, Jesus was the ultimate uh, display of this, uh, as we saw, but, uh, you know, that is the key distinction. And again, you know, there are seasons for volunteering, but, but we, we hope and we challenge everyone to move into this level of service uh, to just really be a part of the church family and what we're doing. And so, you know, w- one reason we do serve is because of the idea that it isn't just about us, it impacts everyone else around us. Um, and so, you know, when you give yourself to it, it not only uh, develops yourself and kind of helps you grow, but it's helping others around you and, and, and you know, for the greater cause. Uh, one thing about serving right is we want to serve with excellence, uh, that we want excellence for our king. And, um, you know, we don't want to just accept good enough. Uh, if you've seen lately, there's a commercial series that AT&T is running uh, that is, um, it's not, just okay is not okay. And Adam busted out laughing because we all know he watched the college football playoff last night. <laughs> And they played it over and over and over, which is what made me think of it uh, in this context. But it's what it is, is it's um, all of these life situations uh, where you expect excellence and just okay is not okay. And there's a really funny one. We were talking about them this morning and um, where this husband and wife are the husband's about to go into surgery. And so the nurse is in there, they're, you know, checking on everything, making sure they're good. And um, they ask the nurse, well, how is this doctor? How is he? And the nurse is like, he's okay. (laughs) And they just kind of look at each other and they're like, okay. (laughs) And then the doctor comes around the corner and he's talking about how he was just released to be able to. um, Just reinstated. Just reinstated (laughs) as a doctor. 
and he said, well, close enough. And he asked them how they're feeling, and they're really unsure about it because they're about to go into the surgery, and the doctor, who knows what he's been doing. And um, it just kind of wraps up with just saying, like, just okay is not okay. So that's a life situation that um, you don't want your surgeon just to be okay. You want him to be good. And um, Yeah, and so, you know, again, going back to the point, like, we, we do want to be working with excellence. We don't want to just accept good enough or, or just okay. Uh, and, and we are serving for the king. Uh, so kind of starting to wrap up, what is required uh, of me serving on a team? Uh, and there's five things we wanted to break down, uh, the five Ps, if you will. Uh, but participation. So uh, for one, we expect you to be consistent uh, and, and really understand what are we doing, what is the team that you can serve on, uh, being reliable. Uh, number two is punctual. Uh, of course, this is crucial, right? If you're going to be uh, serving, we need to count on you for a specific time um, in, in place, right? It needs to be a priority, so we need to know that, hey, if something better comes up that you're not last minute going to choose that, but that you will be here. And real fast, the importance of that is um, if you say you're going to be here, that's the whole back to the commitment thing. We need you to be here. I know that if there was ever a Sunday where, say, Brittany or Nick or someone wasn't able to be here, um, I could not step in for them. People, you guys would not want me to step in for them. And so it's important. Same thing with the kid workers and just different areas of serving. Um, You... Not anyone can just jump in and serve in your spot. And so there's a reason that we've asked you to be scheduled on it. And so just making it a priority. Once you have committed to that, you will be here. Now, in there are circumstances. You might wake up with the flu. Obviously, things like that we get figured out. But just knowing that this is a priority. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that leads into purpose. Uh, because everything we do here has purpose. We don't just do things to do things. Um, but, you know, when, when we are uh, in the kids, we're, I, I kind of mentioned earlier, we're not just uh, entertaining them, babysitting, if you will. We are pouring into them. Uh, we are loving them and showing them what it means to be a servant of the Lord and um, understanding what your purpose is and, and, and acting in that is, is definitely huge. Um, and then finally, we just ask that you would pray. Uh, Pray for your team. Pray for uh, just the advancement of the church and that that we would be glorifying the Lord as we serve. Um, So, you know, we we hope that this is not heavy. Uh, We hope that it is just uh, informational and that you realize, hey, it's maybe not that daunting. We we don't ask a lot uh, that you just show up and show up on time. Um, but, But it is important. And so kind of talking through what this could look like for you, uh, if you're not, uh, you know, no pressure, but we would invite you to consider becoming a member at the house. Uh, there's something about that level of commitment, and, you know, what better time than when we start the new year? Uh, secondly, join a life group. Uh, if you've not, that is just so, so important to what we're doing. Uh, it's such an important part of our story and, and, and why we've been so excited to be a part of this. Um, and so, again, we'll kick off uh, shortly after the new year starts, and uh, more more information to come, but just I challenge you to, to consider a life group that is right for you and your family. Um, and then, of course, completing framework. Uh, we, we gave you the highlights today, but there's so much more we want to share with you. 
come join us. We're actually leading in January, but we have uh, other leaders that lead throughout the year. And uh, again, Framework is the first three Sundays of every month uh, down in the Framework room during the second service. So, so we'd love to see you there. And I think that also goes for, um, you know, if you've been here and the last time you went through Framework was three and a half years ago, like we have changed things. And I think it's a good refresher and uh, gets you vision for your team but also it's a place where if you're sitting here and you're thinking well I've done framework and I am serving we'll come back and um, that's where all of our new faces are coming through and so it's just an awesome opportunity just to meet new people and connect with people that maybe you wouldn't have otherwise it's really good and then right the outcome of, of, of Framework is we, we do hope that you would join our dream team, uh, which our dream team is just our, our team of folks that are doing all the things that we're doing here at the house. Uh, and so we would love for you to be a part of it. Um, and real quick, uh, as we're wrapping up, I just wanted to share a quick testimony of a family that has just come through and kind of done all the steps and they're, they're now thriving. And so... Um, Several months ago, Jesse and Ashley Wood had been inviting this family um, to come to their church and come check it out. And we just, we know that it would be so good for you. And so um, they had been inviting Shane and Krista. And um, they ended up coming one Sunday morning. They came and were really moved by what Stephen said and um, ended up um, being saved. And then joining, um, yeah, clap. They were saved that Sunday and then decided, why not? Let's go through framework immediately. And so that same exact Sunday, they're filling out the membership form, and it does ask you um, when you were saved. And they wrote that day's date, and we were like, wait a minute, that's today. That's awesome. And um, they just jumped right in. They went through framework, completed it. They have been learning what it is to um, go through that transformation and go through... um, just what it means to follow Christ. And um, the our last baptism Sunday, they were baptized. Both Shane and Krista were. And now they're regularly serving uh, on the dream team. I don't think either one of them are in here right now because they've stepped out um, to serve as the service ends. And so it's just um, a true testimony to see that their family is thriving that they came here, they invested, they took the next steps, and they are thriving. They have a son, Alan, who's in elementary school, and he is thriving. He's asking them questions. He's asking them what it means to be baptized and um, all of these deep things that you want for your family and you want for your kids. And so um, they are just a great They kind of did it step by step. There might be some of you in here that maybe aren't doing it step by step, and maybe you've done phase three, and you're like, what? Should I finish? Should I not? I'm not quite sure, but you should. You don't have to do them in order. We just encourage you um, just to put down some roots and um, just join us in 2020 and um, thrive with us. Yeah, so we do just want to end in in a, a word of prayer and Again, just thank you guys for being receptive and, and letting us share just what we're excited about because we do love this place. Uh, we love all of you and, and we love uh, this church family. Um, and so again, you know, consider consider ways to plug in as we start the new year. What better time? Uh, but I do want to close this out in prayer. 
Lord, we just thank you uh, for today and, and a chance to come in to, to your house to worship you, Lord. Uh, you are so good to us, um, and, and you just uh, are so abundantly blessing us. And, and we thank you for all that you did here in 2019, and Lord, we are expectant for 2020. Uh, we pray that 2020 would be a year of increase for the house and for this church family, Lord. Uh, and we just pray that, that we would lean in, that we would step into all that you have for us, um, and that you would just do so much through us uh, in this next year. Um, Lord, again, you are just so good to us. Uh, we love you, and we thank you for today. Uh, and all God's people said, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message impacted you. Feel free to let us know on the Contact Us tab of the house website. We hope you have a great week.